0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the Falls Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Oh, there we go. That's better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to episode 68. Since it's, you know, episode 8 of a season, we've got a deck tale. <laughs> Did I do it right? That Yeah. Okay. Close um, enough. This deck uh, is one of my newer decks. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this one a few times, but not that often. Right. Because uh, when I did
1: get a look at the list, there were a bunch of cards on there that I had no idea were there.
0: It's funny, and I'll I'll, I'll talk about this uh, a little bit later. But there have been a few cards, like a handful of cards, that I've seen more in this deck, like like at least once a game. I I I even had somebody point out like, how do you always draw that card? Uh, well, it's a gift. The deck is Lalia, the Blade Reforged. I've dubbed this deck exile at any cost, commander damage at any cost. Uh, She's a legendary creature, Spirit Warrior, for red and two. Uh, She's a 2-2 with haste. It says whenever Lalia, the Blade Reforged, attacks, exile the top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. So just like a little nice impulse draw right off the bat. And then whenever you exile one or more cards from your uh, library and or graveyard... Put a plus one, plus one counter on Lelia.
1: Right. So it's very easy to look at the 2-2 two, two and think that this is just a small commander. Mm. Um, but the first time you're swinging, it's already a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. And it's just, well, the first time you swing, it's at least a 3-3. Three, three. Oh, yeah. The card gets the plus one, plus one counter whenever you exile a card. And there's more than just Lelia doing that. So this thing gets big real fast. Oh, yeah. As someone who's been on the wrong side
0: of a Lelia Swing um, or two. The the first couple times I, I took a swing at this deck, um, it really... Uh, it's tough because, I mean, she's three mana, so you want to play it on turn three. Right. I mean, turn two would be cool, but... Yeah. Uh, and you want to immediately attack. But say you play her on turn three, you know, you like on curve... Uh, you put your third land down, played her, right. and then you flip the top card to exile it. Oh, and it's a land. Well, then you can't play it. <laughs> it stays exiled. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the more I've played with this deck, um, and I'll talk about this a little later, uh, the more I realize that that does not matter at all. Right. Um, you've got 99 cards to churn through. There's no way you're getting to the bottom, uh, and right. uh, you've hopefully you should have enough land. I've got 40 in this deck uh, that you're not just going to exile every single one of them. Uh, that would be rotten luck. And if you do do that, you're not going to do it twice. So, uh, so given that, mm-hmm. just sort of on a more general
1: level, how do you compare this this kind of card draw? And I use that in quotes. Mm-hmm. To regular card draw because you're not getting the land mm. so 40 percent of the time you're you're getting you're you're, you're getting a land so 40 percent of the time you're not getting a card draw but the other time when you are getting a card draw it's it's a card you have to play that turn right so given that restriction how do you like do you see this as you know a third of a card draw or half of a card draw, or... Uh, I don't... Because I know that, uh, um, like, when we talk about... When you talk about Scry, right. people regularly say Scry is like is like a half a card draw. Because right. you're not getting to draw the card, but you're improving the card that you're likely going to draw. You look right. at the top card, no, that's not something I want. You put it underneath or <laughs> ooh, that's exactly what I want, and leave it right there. Um, I would, so how does that
0: work with this one? I would say with normal uh, impulse draw, uh, which is when you exile... X number of cards and you can play it this turn, or they're they're starting to make a lot of that until the end of your next turn. Um, this one is this turn, but uh, they're making it, or I, I don't really see it much as card draw in those other scenarios, um, because you have to pay for it. And let's say act on impulse, three mana, um, sorcery exile top three cards of your library until the end of turn you may play uh, until end of turn you may play cards exiled this way so like for three mana you exile three cards which is cool you've got a selection from those three cards it's definitely card draw but because it stays exiled if you don't play any of them right or if you don't play it uh, then it kind of... Like, this is this is why it's questionable whether it's card draw or not. But because Lelia's ability is just on attack, it's free. It's free impulse draw, so it is generally going to be part of your hand. The field bads come where, uh, you know, you've already played a land, or uh, you don't have enough mana. And sure. uh, <laughs> honestly... What that kind of comes down to then is just letting it go. Uh, (laughs) I would say that the impulse draw you get from her attack trigger is just as good as any other card draw. Um, I would say it helps you slow down in your own habits and uh, make you more intentionally do things in your second main phase than in your first main phase because if it is a land or if it's say ember cleave obviously you're gonna play it during uh combat but if it's something you know high-costed like that then playing things in your first main phase kind of counteracts being able to play things in your second main phase, right? Um, including the card that you are drawing. Yeah. Um, See, and uh, just with with, with what you are
1: describing, mm-hmm. it reminds me why I am not playing Lelia and why <laughs> you are. Um, mostly because for me to keep pace in a game, mm-hmm. to I spend way too much time staring at my cards, and to try and stop my turns from being super long. I try and do a lot of that while other people are playing their turns. So I plan out what I want to do on my turn and I work it, work it, work it and then when my turn comes I draw the card, I look at the card and I'm like, does this change my plan at all? I give it, you know, five seconds, no. Mm. Go ahead. You've got that same, you know, you could try to do the same thing and look at the card draw and say, does that change my plans? No. But then you get it again every time Lelia attacks. <laughs> yeah. So really I mean the plans with the Lelia deck and I've seen you do this you know you're where you're clearly going down one path then you flip the card and it's like play it now or lose it and I watch you just pivot and you'll do a, you know
0: you'll do. I'll turn it. You just make, a like, 90 degree, make a
1: 90 degree turn okay we're going this way now now we're doing this and i for me, that would be very difficult. Uh, <laughs> I would be looking at that card, going, "Okay," and then I'm going to spend the next four minutes staring at this, trying to figure out what am I supposed to do. And this is all while I'm attacking you. So hang on a second. Don't declare blockers. Let me think about how this affects what I'm going to do. And it's just, I just play too slowly for that. So
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that um, while like I, I I think it really. Harnesses my my approach of all right, I'm just going to do this on the fly. Yeah. Um, but I think too it helps that uh, I mean, for the most part, um, I've got six instances. Instance. There we go. I've got six. six in, I've got six instances of instance uh, in the deck, and then I've got for sorceries seven. Uh, so I mean, the fact that. Uh, So six things you could be doing during your combat with whatever card you flip, if that's one of the cards. Yeah, so everything else I have to do second main phase if I flip it. Um, So, you know, there's not much changing during combat because I've got it in hand already. Um, And I think that the idea here with Lelia is, one, getting damage in early. Yeah. Um, the fact that she's three mana, you can get her out on turn two pretty reliably. Uh, and Or, I mean, you can definitely get her out on three extremely reliably. Yeah. Attack anyone. Um, right. You're going to find somebody right. who can't block. Um, immediately get three commander damage in. And then from there, um, mold the idea of your game to attacking who is the biggest threat. Uh, and trying to make Lelia either unblockable or have trample. Um, right. She can get really big fairly quickly. Um, so the thought behind building this deck was finding any card that had the word exile on it um, and then narrowing it down from there, figuring out if it, uh, it needs to exile either from my library or from my graveyard. Right. It can't exile from my hand, it can't exile... Um, people's i mean to trigger it can't exile from my hand it can't exile from uh, other people's libraries graveyards etc um the battlefield um but that said i think um there are some like super cool some super cool cards that uh end up just by happenstance exiling from one of those two places uh without really kind of noticing uh from the right. onset well, let's jump into some of those um the first first place my mind went was cascade uh because generally the ca- uh, cascade says when you cast this spell exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card that costs less <clears throat> you may cast it without paying its mana cost to put the exile cards on the bottom of your library in a random order so the biggest thing to note there is um a lot of the things in this deck, if you're exiling more than one card, it is all one trigger. Here, because you're exiling until you do something, it's all it's, it's a number of instances of exiling. So Cascade is great because it will be how many ever you flip from the top until you get to the thing.
1: Okay, so with Cascade, you're mm-hmm. not gonna get a chance to play the cards Laylee gets the plus and plus encounters? Is that how that one works?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, like, you'll be... Because it's you're literally exiling from the top of your library. Yeah. Say you exile the top seven cards. The seventh card is cost less. You can play that, and but you'll still get the seven plus ones. Yeah. Um, so, I've got a few cascade things in here. Boarding Party, Creative Technique, Maelstrom Colossus. Uh, actually, Creative Technique isn't technically... Um, isn't technically cascade, cascade, but, but it kind yes. of does the same thing. You don't get, you get the one instance of exile because this is specifically reveal from the top of your library until you reach a card and then exile that yeah. card. And then you can play that card from exile. Right. Uh, but because generally you'll be demonstrating it. So somebody, one of your opponents will also be doing this. You're going to get at least two. I mean, you're going to get two. Um, <laughs> uh, Maelstrom, Colossus, Meteoric, Mace, uh, which just kind of seems nice. Uh, having me- meteoric mace has cascade, which is great. So right. that'll trigger for Lelia. and then also it's an equipment that gives trample, so that is also excellent. Um, right. throws of chaos. Uh, but uh, then you look at uh, my my custom list here. For uh, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a header that says yes, any price. Um, these are <laughs> these are cards that. They exile from your library or graveyard, and uh, it doesn't match up one to one. So it is like exile X cards from the top of your library, for instance. Okay. Uh, but you'll, these are instances where you'll, because it's one instance of exiling, you'll get one Trigger Flalia. Right. I mean, um, the first one on the list there is Arcslogger, and... Uh, yeah, is <laughs> yeah. a four five, which, all right, sure. For five mana, uh, it's fine on rate. Um, for a single red mana, right. and remove the and exile the top ten cards of your library from the game. Arcslogger deals two damage to any target or player. This is nice if you need, like, if you have no other way to exile other than attacking with Lelia. Um, and it is definitely one of those things that makes me lean into not caring about what I'm exiling. Because if I if I have the chance to mill myself, I've yet to mill myself in this deck. Right. Uh, if I have the oh, chance, Art Slugger can make that. Oh, happen. absolutely. Uh, if I have the chance to mill myself, uh, I'll do it. Um, but it's nice too because it gives you a marginal benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, this will. This could very well close out the game um, if you're you know down to two people, you and one other person. The per- other person is at like four and you just can't get through with your non-trampling creature. Just exile, you know, 20 cards and boom, do forward to their face. Um, yeah. Unlikely scenario, but it happens. Yeah. Um, you know, you compare it to say Harlequin, uh, Chaos Harlequin, which is two red red for a two four. For red, remove the top card of your library from the game. If that card is a land, uh, Chaos Harlequin gets minus four minus O, Uh, until end of turn. Otherwise, it gets plus 2, plus 0 until end of turn. Now this, it is 1 for 1, which is great. It is, you exile a card, and you get a plus 1, plus 1 counter. It's all separate instances of exiling. Right. Um, The great thing with this is that it is essentially fire-breathing for Lelia, but she gets the counters instead of the like, instead of just until end of turn... Uh you just, you know, put red into Chaos Harlequin. Right. It's never gonna die to its own ability because it doesn't change its toughness. Yeah, it just yeah, changes the toughness.
1: Uh, and you really don't care whether or not the Harlequin is a two four uh
0: Right. A uh, negative a four two. four or a minus sixteen <laughs> right. or whatever. Yeah. Um and you it you can do this as many times as you want. It is not, you know, pertinent to it doesn't say, like, you can only activate this once a turn or yeah. anything. So uh, that's pretty nice. Uh, some other things that uh, I, I... I've got Cure Archive and Elkin Bottle. Excuse me, Elkin Bottle. Uh Kieran Archive, this is the one that I feel like has shown up in almost every game that I've played this deck. And I think it was Josh was like, how do you always find this at the beginning of your game? Uh, it's three-mana artifact from uh, Mercadian Masks. Uh, At the beginning of your upkeep, you may remove the top card of your library from the game face down. You don't get to look at it. Okay. Uh, Which, Which,
1: and just to be clear, whenever you exile other cards, they're exiled face
0: up. Oh, yeah. It's always face up unless it says specifically Um, face down. Um, There are times, too, that if you exile it face down, the card will say you can look at this card. uh, But this does not. Uh, because for five mana and discard your hand and sacrifice Kieran Archive, put all cards removed from the game with Kieran Archive into their owner's hand. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. you're, you're triggering Lelia, the beginning of your upkeep every turn. Right. Uh, so she's getting approximately two plus ones each turn because it's from this and then from her attack. Um. Sure you don't get to know what is under the archive, but uh doesn't really matter. Um, because if you're going to pay the act the activated ability and discard your hand, well I don't know what to tell you. There's uh, a good there's a good
1: chance you're not you're not actually activating this until you're almost out of cards and Yeah. Hand. So yeah, I, I mean, would it's say just a, way to, a way to build up another hand.
0: Yeah. And <clears throat> the thing that and honestly this is just uh, similar to another card in this deck uh, that uh, is under the It Says Exile uh, header. Uh, this is just mat Courier, but not a creature. Uh, right. mat Courier says whenever it attacks, exile the top card of your f- library face down. And then for a single red, discard your hand. Uh, sacrifice Mat Courier. Put all cards yeah. exiled into their owner's hands. Um, this is much more interesting uh so it's a one one with haste that can come out on the battlefield to turn one sure whatever so it's kind of you start getting that card draw or like you start it's it's like layaway card draw um unless it gets killed before you i mean just keep up one mana it's fine uh i had an (laughs) i had a game with bow courier uh last time i played this deck where it was facing a board wipe, uh, so I just paid the one. Discarded my hand. Picked up five lands. Uh, discarded some pretty good spells. Uh, whoops, <laughs> but uh, something that I love is the insurance policy in this deck, which is bag of holding. Um, for both of those, you're discarding the cards that you know in your hand. You're 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 gambling. To see what is under these artifacts, Um, Bag of Holding says whenever you discard a card, exile it from your graveyard. Uh, And because you're exiling it from your graveyard, it triggers Lelia. So if you discard a card, it goes under the Bag of Holding. Yeah. um, And then you get a plus one, plus one. It says uh, for two and tap, draw a card, then discard a card. Right. So you'll be triggering it. Uh, And then four tap and sacrifice the Bag of Holding, return all the cards back to your hand. Um, So, you know, you kind of pile it up for a while. Uh, Or, as an insurance policy behind Bowmat Courier and Kieran Archive, uh, Bag of Holding just is very nice. Sure. Uh, And if you're holding up mana, granted you know now that I have six instants in this deck, Uh, if you're holding up mana for whatever... Or if you just don't use it all, uh, you can at least get another trigger for Lelia, right? Uh, for two and tap, yeah. So um, it's pretty um, sweet.
1: Back to the uh, yes at any price column. <laughs> um, I want to bring notice to Spine Rock Knoll. Yeah. Um, now I appreciate the, the the whole point of the of Spine Rock Knoll is the Hideaway Four and your egg the card you put under it is is exiled Mm -hmm. so you're getting your instance of exile it's a single plus one plus one counter for Lelia. uh in the greater scheme of things it's really not that impressive but it's a land folks yeah and you're getting this benefit um obviously i i was thinking about this card even before i saw it in your list because because it does weird work in grenzo oh yeah um so it you know so it cued for me and to see it uh, do weird work for your deck in a complete in, in the reverse way, in the reverse manner um, I think that's I just thought that was really cool I like the I like the idea that it was there um, and uh, hostile desert was uh, is, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. another one that that I I liked as well.
0: So what I like about hostile desert is that I I don't think I'm ever gonna expect to activate it right uh hostile desert says two and exile a land from your graveyard so you know trigger Lelia, great right. uh it becomes a three four until end of turn it's still a land sure okay um but the only reason i don't expect to activate it really all that often is because the only ways i can get land into the graveyard through the cards that I have in this list are two ways. One, discarding the hand size end of turn. Yeah. Two, retrace for Throws of Chaos. Right. Uh, <laughs>
1: and I mean, you, you know, if you want to, you can always put other lands that allow you to, you know, sack the land to search for a land. Right. Uh, but there's just not a whole lot of reason to do that.
0: No. Um, so Especially like, with Valakit, I, I want to have... You want to have... A, the a, most a, amount of mountains I can. Yeah. and i completely get that it makes good sense uh is a uh, an artifact uh not an artifact but it's a it's a it's an artifact from uh a uh a bygone deck that i used to have which is why i have it i don't think i'd go out and spend 26 dollars on a a land anytime soon and just to be clear yeah it's a land it's not an artifact right uh i i couldn't think of a better word to use um but speaking of spine rock knoll that's like a nice way to pivot into Mm -hmm. uh the other thing this deck wants to do, um, which I'll I'll talk a little bit more after break, um, but uh, Spinal Rock Knoll also says for red and tap, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost if an opponent was dealt seven or more damage this turn. Um, That's really not that hard with this deck. It's not hard with this deck. Uh, I think the last time I played this was actually based on somebody else's damage like oh, because yeah. you're Somebody playing this, damage yeah and you just had the mana up to, it, to pull it out <laughs> right uh you know it takes two mana to play yeah. whatever um and the great thing about this too is that it uh gets rid of timing restrictions um right because you can throw a sorcery under it and, pu- and essentially get to play it at yeah, instant speed. you can play sorceries you can play uh artifacts yeah, anything uh creatures um which is just great. Uh, planeswalkers, which I have five of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got five Chandra's yeah. of, I don't know how many there are uh, total, but these five were uh, either ones that I had already had or um, were just reasonably priced. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, Chandra generally is kind of the, the character character that we see the most impulse draw from right uh so i was like hey you know what if i'm playing you know a four five mana i guess most of them are four there's a three there's three fours and a five mana uh planeswalkers uh that i think each of them have an uptick ability that is impulse draw right so if i'm getting it for free Again. Yeah. Uh it's it's just a great little thing. Yeah. Even if I don't have Lelia on the board, it can help me ramp into paying more of Lelia's commander tax. Right. Um and honestly that might be like the biggest issue I have with this deck, uh, which again we'll talk about a little bit later, is once people see start to see it as a threat, it's it's very easy to get rid of. Right. Um or even just block. Right. Um, but we'll talk about uh, the ways I can get around those things after we get back from break. So we'll be right back. This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by Thud. Thud. For all your throwing needs, Thud. Fling. Kazool's Fury. well Brian's stout arm can't fit here. But Thud think about it uh thud. thud 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 hey we're back hey hey uh so it's it's funny. When I when I was putting this deck up online, I was trying to figure out the, the custom categories that I wanted to put in here. And I was like, oh, one of them will be impulse draw. Just to see, like, like there's I mean, there's a handful of cards in here that you play it, and then it exiles the top of your library, and then you can play those cards. I bet there's at least two or three could be cards that do that. <laughs> I started dragging over one by one and i want to say there was at least 30 by the time i was done (laughs) uh, i decided that i probably need to be a little bit more sparing on uh excuse me figuring out these categories um but i mean some of them are sorceries that do specifically that act on impulse um reckless impulse you get the idea tempered in Mm -hmm. solitude um but I guess, I mean, even Tempered in Solitude has its restrictions. Valakut Exploration has its restrictions. Tectonic Giant also, when it enters or attacks. Sir Kara is when it deals damage to a player. Um, Sir Kara is pretty sweet. I have yet to cast her, but uh, she's 5 mana, 3-3 three, three for a human knight. Uh, whenever uh, Sir Kara the Bold or an instant or sorcery spell you control deals damage to a player... Excel top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. And then you can just tap her to ping something. So, she helps herself out, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's nice. One of my favorite in this deck, uh, oh, Furious Rise is actually pretty sweet. Um, Furious Rise is an enchantment, at the beginning of your end step if you control a creature with power four or greater, which, after two attacks, sometimes even just one from Lelia, uh, you've got power four greater. Exile uh, top card of your library. You may play that card until you exile another card with Furious Rise. Uh, so very similar to, like, I don't know. There's a lot of these. Yeah. Um, a card that I've been wanting to put in here is the new Urubrask. A card that I've been thinking about cutting that's in this category is Dark Dweller Oracle for one in a red 2-2. Two, two, uh, go- uh, Creature Goblin Shaman. Uh, for one sacrifice creature, exile a top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. Uh, I don't really have creatures to spare. Like I like, I'm okay if they're dead, but like I'm not going to be actively sacrificing them to do this thing. Right. So most of the time, it's going to be three mana for a two-two that sees itself die. <laughs> uh, that sacrifices it to itself to to. Uh, to do a single impulse draw, um, which I mean, you know, at that rate, Act on Impulse is the same price for three of those. Uh, yeah. They notably, though, uh, Act on Impulse. You're exiling three cards. Uh, Dark Dweller Oracle. You're exiling one card. Both a single instance of exiling. So Lele oh, okay. is only Lele going is to only get one One counter in both situations. Yeah. Um, A card that I, when I was putting the list together uh, I was confused why it was in here and I had to take a second to remember uh, why I put it in here, Bergis, uh, God of Storytelling. She's a 3-3, whenever you cast a spell at a red, until end of turn you don't lose this mana, as steps and phases end, creatures you control can boast twice during each of your turns rather than once. Uh, She's a 3-3 for 2 and a red. I was like, uh, I don't really care about mana too much in this deck. Yeah. Especially, like, storming and off, storming off like she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remembered she has a backside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the backside is Harnfell Horn of Bounty for four and a red, which is pretty expensive for an artifact. But you can discard a card, exile top two cards of your library. You may play those cards this turn. Yeah. Um, Again, just one instance of exiling, so you're only getting a one, but you can discard your whole hand to, like, at instant speed, pump Lelia. which is pretty sweet. Uh, And if you have Bag of Holding, you're getting two triggers because you're discarding, so it's going to be exiling the card that you're discarding and then also exiling from the top of your library. Um, So uh, it's it's neat little things like this that, Really go to show how fast and how big Lelia can get, right? And that is, I kind of the whole thing of the deck is exile at any cost, commander damage at any cost, right? Because one leads into the other, uh, and I think for the most part, what I've learned from playing this deck is that I don't care what I'm exiling. So like things with like Cure and Archive, if somebody removes it, I don't care that. I don't know what has left the game forever. Right. Um, but one of my favorite things here is that you're just building her up so fast and so much that uh, you'll see, you know, counters kind of just like start to tick up and tick up and tick up. And, you know, if somebody is like, oh, I'm not going to block. I'll just take the damage. If you have ways to pump her up, like with Harnfell. Right. Right. Realistically, you can get to whatever commander damage you need to kill this person over one or two attacks. Sure. Um, the hard thing is uh, trying to build it up. Because, I mean, if you attack somebody for, say, I don't know, 10 commander damage, that means they only need 11 more. So if you attack them the next turn with Lalia, they're going to not, wa- not want to let it through. Right. Um, so, you know, you're going to attack, it goes up one, it's the 11 that you need. Uh, but, you know, if they have even a single blocker, none of it gets through. Which is why I have... Uh, <laughs> do the big damage, uh, is this this header. Uh, I've got Brash Chaunter, just because it's a sweet card. I love this card. Um, end of Somebody's end of turn? Uh player, player to your right, end of turn. I tap Brash Taunter, it deals one damage to Lalia. Lalia damage, deals damage, bleh, say eight damage back to Brash Taunter, and then I can uh, deal it how I wish uh, to target opponent. It's pretty sweet. Um, that said, <laughs> everything else in this list is specifically to try to get Lalia to do as much damage to a person via combat damage. Right. Um, Dragon Breath, it's a cheap little aura for two mana. Um, Enchanted creature as haste, which Lelia already had haste, so uh, okay. <laughs> um, and it gives it fire breathing, and then whenever a creature with converted mana cost six or greater, um, enters the battlefield, you may return Dragon Breath from your graveyard to the battlefield to attach that creature, which uh, let me see. Do I have any of those actually? I don't know. I'll have to look in this. I guess I'll look now. Converted mana cost six or less. Six or more. Sorry. Okay, there's Atali, and that's about it. Uh, yeah. But giving Atali haste, pretty good. Uh, especially if you can give him fire oh, yeah. breathing as well. Um, Atali is actually one of my favorite includes in this deck because you're going to get a trigger from... Because when he attacks, he exiles everybody—the top of everybody's graveyard, or sorry, not graveyard, library, including yours. So you're going to get one for that, and then you get a choice of some cards as well. Now that's the impulse draw I like to see.
1: Yeah, and when you don't have to pay the mount cost. Uh, yeah, it's just
0: you—you you have a chance of playing some stuff that's not red, and yeah. I like that. Um, so that—that's Dragon Breath. It's fine. You're never like if it goes to the graveyard, it's pretty much gone Kedis ember Claw familiar um i love Kedis. i try to put him in every red deck i have uh Kedis is a one one from commander legends for one and a red whenever a commander you control deals combat damage to an opponent it deals that much damage to each other opponent um the the misconception here is that uh it's gonna you know do combat you know, commander damage to everyone but right. It's going to do commander damage to one person and yeah. then everybody else is also just going to take that much damage yeah because this is damage yeah. it's just damage this is this is just damage from Kedis itself yeah. um or i guess from your commander um and then i've got two cards here that are instance that uh it's one and an x uh that really hose your opponent it it they they both if they're not expecting it uh, or even if they are, they're going to have a hard time blocking or figuring out how to deal with the situation. You've got Lunar Frenzy and Outmaneuver. Mm-hmm. Lunar Frenzy for a red and X. Right. Um, target creature you control gets plus X plus O and gains first strike and trample until the end of the turn. Yeah. Um, the X, obviously, it's great. It gives it essentially fire breathing um, because it's just on the front end, but having first strike and trample. So even if you're just paying a single red for first strike and trample is excellent Uh, because it's probably not something your opponent is gonna realize until it's too late. (laughs) Uh, To be able to turn okay blocks into advantageous for yourself is pretty good. Uh, To be able to probably kill their their creature and then also get commander damage through for more is excellent. Uh, Outmaneuver. This is this is the card. So essentially, you it's it's a red and X instant X target blocked creatures deal damage uh, deal combat damage to defending player instead of to blocking creatures this turn. Last turn in the game, you're like, okay, <laughs> uh, my opponent has. Well, if this is going to do
1: the, com- the the combat damage to kill them with commander damage, why not? Exactly. Or um, if it's going to take them out of the game, right? Why not? I mean, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, the only, the only, the, the, the biggest problem I have with Outmaneuver is uh, A, I haven't drawn it in a single game. Um, <laughs> and B, uh, it's tough if, like, that person is a thing with Death Touch. Yeah. Because the other, the blocking creature is still going to deal damage back to Lelia, but uh, sometimes it doesn't matter. Um, right. Well, sometimes you just pay for it. The the part I like about the outmaneuver
1: is whenever you see an X spell, mm-hmm. the 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 feeling is that okay, so how big can I make X? Right. Well, in this deck, it doesn't matter. I yeah. mean, you're really using it for Lelia. Now, sure, there's going to be times when there's other creatures that are swinging in, but you're really using it for Lelia, and that means you only need to make it one.
0: Mm.
1: It does say target, so yeah. you spend two mana, and Lelia essentially is unblocked. Yeah. Because uh-huh. that's how the damage is going to get dealt. Um, the other nice part about Outmaneuver, in weird situations where you use it, you can use it while your opponents are in the middle of combat. Yeah. Um, so if somebody has a particularly nasty creature that you want to see gone, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Well, yes, your creature does have first strike or death touch. <laughs> but I'm going to play Outmaneuver and say that that it was blocked but in fact it's not going to do any of its damage to the creature you're blocking and because it's not that creature then gets to do combat damage back yeah um so there's you know you can you can do all kinds of weird stuff that goes beyond the obvious one which to be fair is what you're going to do almost every time oh absolutely
0: um in fact this deck you know as the as the title entails Exile at any cost. Commander damage at any cost. Yeah. It has a single objective, and uh, I I have learned. I've said this a few times now. Uh, I've learned that I don't care when I'm exiling. Now uh, I think this even is the case for things like Ember Cleave or Outmaneuver or uh, Lunar Frenzy. Is because I mean obviously with Lunar Frenzy I think our our play group. Has learned to expect that specific card from me. Um, so they're always kind of preparing for it. Um, but, you know, even exiling your quote unquote win con doesn't matter because Lelia herself is the win con. Right. Um, and there's always more ways to pump her up. There's always ways to exile more. Right. Until you're. You've got no more in your deck. Um, right. And I love that. Um, where this does fall apart is if somebody steals <laughs> You uh, there's no way there, you got nothing, right. Um, I mean the deck could I
1: think probably use a few sack outlets, but mm. the difficulty is then is you're using you're throwing a sack outlet in there in there solely because you're trying to protect Lelia. Mm. It's not because you need it for anything else and that's a little rough so yeah
0: this deck needs like a homeward path or uh i don't know something along those mm-hmm. lines finishing up this category i've got lightning greaves on here yeah um lately I already has haste yeah it's for the shroud yeah now knowing that it's shroud i could like i could have just as easily put uh foot boots in here i probably honestly should have uh but the zero activation cost is kind of prime here. Right. Um, and even though it, like, sure, it has Shroud, so you can't target it with anything that we've been talking about. You can't target it without Maneuver. You can't target it with right. even uh, Ember or Cleave. Uh, but honestly, the protection that that gives to Lalia from instants and sorceries is kind of where you need it to be um and it will just she'll be getting bigger regardless you don't need to target her to do impulse draw um so she'll be getting regard uh getting is, is there a reason you didn't go with swift boots just is it a hex proof instead of instead, is it is it
1: uh it's proof haste how much to equip one
0: I think it is kind of it's really the there. Okay. Um, because, I mean, after a while, like, I've I've played Lelia for 12. Uh, right. Yeah. It, it was worth BMC. it. I, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, she's three to begin with. So I guess it probably wasn't 12. It was probably, like, 11. 11. But, um, like, that's, it, like, being able to put her out and just attack is yeah. kind of what you need to do. Right. Um my favorite piece of kind of not really secret tech here is Squee the Immortal. For right, one red red for two one. You may cast Squee the Immortal from your graveyard or from exile. So you accidentally exile it. It's fine. You just you just yeah. play it. Just play it out again. Great. It dies. That's fine. You've got a it, it gives you again. it gives you a blocker, and you can continue like mm-hmm. your your opponents need to team up to get any damage one squeeze out uh, because. Uh, if they are each attacking with one thing.
1: Yeah, somebody's somebody's yeah. going to get stopped by Squee and then the next guy can get through. But yeah. it takes two opponents coordinating to, to make that happen.
0: Um, to kind of ramp things up... Um, I have two questions. Okay.
1: Okay. First one.
0: There isn't a lot of ramp. No.
1: Should there be more ramp? Or has that not been an issue?
0: Um, it hasn't been a super big issue. Okay. Um, I think... Uh, it, my opening hand kind of uh, directs where the rest of my turns are going to go. Right. Um, if I start to notice I'm petering out on mana, I become less aggressive. I start to kind of build up, you know, the creatures I can, um, that kind of thing. Uh, if I do get. You know, if I continue to make my land drops, especially with all of the impulse draw I have, and I think that's kind of where it really shines, is that because there's so much impulse draw, I'm never going to be short on land. Right. Except for those rare cases that I I just don't. Um, But that's the thing, is that those are rare cases. Those games are always going to happen regardless. Um, And I think the biggest thing here is that... uh, I have so many ways to play cards for free right uh i've got cascade i've got you know sure atali uh, right I've got and these... it's
1: not like you're exiling four cards with with uh lelia each turn and then right. you have to try and find the mana to play them all so
0: um and that's that's the other thing too okay. this impulse draw is that i like i don't have to play these cards i'm getting right. a benefit just from them being exiled yeah um playing them is just a bonus um as as seen okay. as seen with some of the 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 older cards, I'm exiling cards willy-nilly at any cost. Right. I don't care what they are, sometimes they're face down. Yeah. Uh it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, you I just want, want to the make Lily a bigger. That said, I only have five cards that are six cards that are above six six or above. Yeah. Uh so Yeah, so you don't tend to need it, a lot of mana. Yeah. So. I'm gonna be okay. I'm never I'm not generally going to be double spelling right sometimes i'll be keeping up two mana just to either uh fake having tybalt's trickery my last
1: question and i think you pretty much already answered this is have you thought about trying to control the top of the deck so you know what card you're gonna exile? i mean i'm just thinking about sensei's divining top right
0: uh sensei's divining top is what 70 dollars. yeah it's not cheap uh so not now uh if i inherit one (laughs) yeah yeah uh, and by inherit, I mean crack in a pack or, uh, God forbid, there's like a, a secret layer where you know, right. for $30 I can get that and two other cards or something. Yeah. Um, I know it's part of the list now, which is pretty sweet. Okay. So the chances are higher. Uh, but I think the thing with effects like that um, is that it just slows down my play. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, I'm already putting a big enough target on my back by right. constantly attacking people, and that's not something that I know a lot of play groups want. Right, is like people some like somebody always attacking. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's eh. I it it would be a smart idea. <laughs> but speaking of smart, um, the smartest thing I did was realize uh, there's a little mechanic in commander legends one that i wish there were more cards with you'll find it on cards like impulsive pilfer called encore so encore is cost whatever uh, it's encore x so x is the cost uh, pay the cost and exile this card from your graveyard uh, for each opponent create a token copy that attacks that opponent this turn if able they gain haste, sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step, activate only as a sorcery. That last part, whatever. You get to exile a card from your graveyard just because. Right. Uh, you get to make copies, so like Impulsive Popher. Hopefully you get three copies. Yeah. Or Yeah, and then you get three treasures when they die because that's right. what this card does. Um, I think there's one other card in here. There's not a lot of red, mono red that has this, but right. I... I I hope they bring this mechanic back at some point. I don't think they are with Baldur's Gate 2, but, I mean, Commander of Legends 2, Baldur's Gate. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I, I really liked those two includes. Uh, nice. I think the other one's called Boarding Party or something. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, it's pretty pretty cool. Um, but I could I could talk for hours about this deck. Uh, so instead, I'm going to shuffle up and, and play it. Sounds good. Uh Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're Temple of False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure is heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at FalsePodMTG at gmail.com or on Twitter at FalsePodMTG. Bruce is at ManaBurned, and I'm at Andy Weekend. though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!